venit la Marketing Fără Secrete, podcastul care îți arată oamenii, canalele și tacticile de care ai nevoie pentru a ajunge la conversie. Invitata mea din acest episod este Isabela Sobstil, Country Marketing Director pentru Oriflame România. Uh, Isabela, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and uh, being on our uh, podcast today. Thank you very much. I'm really super happy to be here. Thank you for invitation. Glad yeah. meeting you, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. We've been talking for, uh, for yes, a little indeed. bit about this. Um, there's a lot to go through and uh, I want to be respectful of your time. But first, uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity to speak a little bit about your um, experience kind of so far and then your current role within Oriflame. Of course. So um, I'm Polish, first of all, um, but I'm living in Romania for more than two years already. Um, I have an experience of 15 years in marketing. Uh, right now, uh, I am a country marketing director in Oriflame Romania. Uh, however, during my career in 15 years, of course, many things were, uh, has happened. Uh, uh, however, my main experience is uh, in the beauty, fashion and media industry. And during these 15 years, I had a chance to work in the TV. That was my starting point where I was planning the TV campaigns for the uh, different industries for uh, cosmetics like L'Oreal, for the <laughs> car brands like Peugeot. Uh, I was working with Lidl very closely. So many, many brands, uh, a lot of happening during this time. And it was a great start for me. Uh, after that, I moved to the fashion industry and there was a lot of uh, uh, work on the image creation that uh, is a big part of my interest. Uh, and uh, in 2013, I moved to the beauty industry. And uh, I started to work in Oriflame. Um, during this time, I managed to launch my, my makeup brand on color, which we can see here. Uh, this brand is uh, valid in more than 60 countries uh, right now. So it's a really, really big uh, opportunity for me and great, great experience working on it. Uh, I started from the branding, uh, creating the name, um, packaging, um, portfolio. So a lot of uh, elements coming across uh, this, this launch. And of course, it gave me a lot of experience with brand uh, creation, with product development, but at the same time, creating the strategies for the communication and product launches on the market, regional level and the global level as well. Mm -hmm. So you're deeply rooted in, not just in beauty, as, as you said, no, exactly. from fashion into beauty, launching your own products. Yes. Actually, my, uh, uh, I was very much interested in that into the journalism and I finished journalism after that I finished cultural studies uh, and I follow with the image creation. So um, I was following my interest and I must say that uh, from one side I'm very lucky, but I also worked very hard to be in the places that were bringing me a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this uh, old saying, I, I think it's an African proverb that says that uh, if you want to go fast, you should go alone, uh, but rather if you want to go further, you should go together. And based on this, uh, I'd like to ask you, who are the key people on your marketing team mm -hmm. that you go to maybe on a daily basis, on a constant basis to first understand what's going on and to, to effectively move things forward? Well, I need to admit that I fully signed to the words that you said, because uh, I cannot imagine growing uh, without the fantastic team. And uh, 
I don't know any good manager that uh, succeeds without the great team standing behind. Uh, and for me, uh, this is the core of the business. Uh, the team is driving the business. The team is driving the strategy. And you need to be sure that you have the right people in the right places. People who are satisfied, people who love uh, what they do, and uh, people who really can support you in every moment. Uh, and in my case, I am once again lucky, but also very proud uh, because my team is very strong. Um, and uh, it's very hard to say uh, oh, this person is a key person for the performance or for deliveries. No, actually, um, in uh, our marketing Oriflame team, uh, we've got a team of individuals, team of completely different uh, personalities, unique people that are creating fantastic atmosphere, but at the same time uh, are very open uh, openly spoken, they um, share their ideas and they really love what they are doing. And uh, um, right now the positions are very uh, widely uh, selected. So a very important person in my team is a copywriter that is taking care of the storytelling, which is so important in marketing. A uh, person responsible for communication and PR that is driving all of the activities related with the influencers, user-generated content, which is a core in the business right now. Digital person, which takes care about all of the ads, uh, everything what is happening on the website. Um, moving to the events that uh, in Oriflame, it's a specific business because it's B2B, B2C, we work with uh, direct selling in the direct selling industry. So uh, we create a lot of happenings and events on the daily basis for our brand partners. Uh, and moving forward, we also have uh, trainings in the big focus. Uh, and uh, in order to make the business rolling, we need to make sure that we have a proper pricing. We have a forecast on the place. And in marketing team in Oriflame, we also in Oriflame Romania, that's also a part of our activities. So I cannot, I would be unfair saying that this is a key player from my perspective as a team, because um, I'm saying that very, very honestly, each of the person brings a huge impact into the everyday business. And I'm really proud uh, of them every day. So lucky me <laughs> having this fantastic team. And uh, I'm sure that they are standing behind our success uh, that we have right now. Uh, we are one of the fastest growing markets uh, in Europe. Uh, we have the biggest growth when it comes to the new uh, customers in Europe. Uh, so I believe that the team is the power that is standing for the company. Mm -hmm. You were mentioning uh, earlier before we started talking about uh, the idea of um, all of these launches that you're doing, like one after another, they're sometimes parallel simultaneous. And so I would assume that with this sort of team, you would have in place specific processes where you would have like automated reports or specific meetings. How do you describe kind of the day-to-day the -day of your specific job? Was like, is it mainly speaking to people? Is it traveling a lot? Is it strategies all of the above? Uh, 
Actually, uh, yes, indeed, we, I am traveling um, and uh, I'm, I'm in a close contact with the regional team and global team. However, the main uh, communication is still be, uh, among our team. Uh, we have uh, processes, uh, of course, in order to drive such a big business, we need to be very well structured. Um, and uh, we are relying on our internal reports. But at the same time, of course, uh, we work with the external specialists and we have a dedicated agency that we work with uh, for the influencers. Uh, we have a dedicated agency that we work with the advertising part, uh, but uh, we are also trying to make our best in-house. So when it comes to the organic uh, um, posts on our social media channels, we are taking care of it. Uh, so uh, it's a mix. Uh, however, the reporting part, of course, uh, each campaign is uh, taken uh, through and we go um, deeply into the results uh, to make sure that whatever we do brings the results. And for us, it's very important to improve uh, each day the results. Uh, and especially nowadays, I think that we all unfortunately know what is happening on the market. Um, uh, the unstable situation after COVID uh, situation in Ukraine, dramatic situation in Ukraine, of course, pushes us to look twice on the activities and to make sure that whatever we do brings the better and better results. And uh, going this direction uh, is only possible if you really take care about the reporting part and rely on the team, of course, once again. Mm -hmm. uh, you're mentioning that uh, there are, uh, there's obviously the internal team, but then there are also these other um, agencies that, let's say, gravitate around you, that help you. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do you make decisions around which sort of like um, tasks or processes do you take internally versus let uh, mm -hmm. a dedicated entity? Yes, um, of course, we uh, look deeply into the resources that we are having internally. Uh, if uh, we are able to cover some area, we do it internally. However, in uh, uh, new channels, uh, very often it happens that we don't have this expertise that external um, agency can have. And the best example is TikTok. Uh, we started to work with TikTok in 2022, in March. Um, we were planning to do that already in 2020 when I moved to Romania. But due to the COVID situation, we had so many things on the plate happening and burning that we simply were not able to move forward earlier. Uh, and in 2022, we decided, okay, we don't have a particular person in the team that can totally fully concentrate on this channel. Uh, we know that this channel is developing very well. We know that this is a future. Um, there is no ch ch chance to escape or quit this channel because it's becoming bigger and bigger. It's uh, one of the fastest growing uh, apps. So we simply need to be there SAP. Uh, so we decided to uh, work with the agency that uh, created the content for us, uh, was is taking care of daily basis uh, posts. Uh, and uh, in the journey during the time we started to learn together with them. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the numbers. I think you mentioned it on your LinkedIn as well. There was a, 
what was it, around 50,000 yes. uh, at the 50, moment followers, followers in such a short yes, amount of time. Exactly. I see it as a huge success, um, especially having in mind that uh, we do our best to grow organically uh, when it comes to the TikTok. Of course, we have some boosted campaigns, but uh, our main goal was to really explore this channel as much pos as possible. Uh, initially, with our materials that we have, product-oriented materials. However, with the time, we understood that user-generated content, influencers' materials, uh, product tests, uh, and uh, very natural and uh, honest opinions are the drivers of this channel. So for sure, we are changing as well uh, the strategy through the way, uh, looking at the um, market trends, happenings and the results as well. Um, but indeed, yes, we have 50,000 followers almost uh, in such a pe short period of time. And I hope that we will grow uh, with the same tempo <laughs> continuously. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was looking at the, the numbers and the content posted there, and I'm sure that it's, it's just going to increase from there because it's... Uh... Maybe me, I'm not necessarily in the target audience, me specifically, mm -hmm. but I was looking at the content. I was entertained. I was definitely entertained. Uh, glad to hear. I was looking at it as like, okay. I, I I'm very glad to hear. <laughs> uh, definitely. Thank you so much for I, this feedback. <laughs> I, I usually, I'm, I'm pretty blunt about things, but uh, as you mentioned, there's a mix of, let's say, brand-owned content, user-generated mm -hmm. content, and maybe a mix of the two. And uh, they they gel well together. And uh, the, the numbers definitely prove that it's, a strategy that's working uh, Fantastic. for you. I'm very um, glad hearing that, especially from you, <laughs> expert sure. in this area. So I'm very, very glad. Um, there there are uh, certain elements uh, keeping on the theme of uh, people. And as you mentioned, there are certain areas that you can quickly develop an expertise for, uh, whereas others there are some where um, it's, it's kind of difficult or let's say it's difficult to do everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of talk about virtual influencers, artificial intelligence, metaverse. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on how you see these kind of uh, uh, trends and how are you looking at approaching some of them? Are you like doing tests? Are you talking about, are you requesting like reports? Uh, actually, this is the area that uh, we would like to move forward. And uh, from the global perspective, definitely we started to to start. We started the discussion. We started the first step steps in this direction. Of course, uh, it's too early <laughs> to go forward. Uh, however, I believe when it comes to the um, the future, uh, we will need to definitely focus on the. Um, internal resources that will be able to cover also the area on um, this area uh, and i'm thinking uh, step by step starting from the user generated content and moving forward to the more virtual world uh, which i personally feel find very exciting uh, and uh, from one side it's a bit of a scary what will happen how the market will um, uh, react how we will uh, find ourselves also in the um, virtual reality but from other hand I have, have a feeling that it's a fantastic opportunity for uh, for all of us uh, from entertainment perspective, but also from the branding and uh, marketing point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, there's I, I was talking with uh, a colleague of mine this week, and uh, we were both wondering if it's let's say specifically the meta metaverse, if it's just a trend, because it's it's not really clear if it's internet 2.0, if it's just virtual reality, if mm -hmm. it's mixed between different because other players are, are working on it's not just uh, Facebook or Snapchat working on these metaverses, let's say. Um, and the, I think the kind of the overall thinking that we got was that it's a matter of attention. 
-hmm. and it's grabbing, let's say, quote unquote, those eyeballs. Like, where are people spending the the most of their time initially? It was desktops, it was the mm -hmm. internet, but then it switched to smartphones. Uh, obviously, we're not totally shut in, so mm -hmm. we out of home. Obviously, still still mm -hmm. big. Um, how do you uh, moving on to this uh, element of this category of channels? How do you look at the the channels that you are looking to use for, let's say, a specific launch that maybe you're doing in December? How do you make mm -hmm. those decisions? There should be, let's say, 10% allocated out of mm -hmm. home, 50% TikTok and stuff like that. How is the mix? Um, of course, uh, it's um, related with the uh, seasonality. Uh, the area that we want to focus at this period of time. However, um, we are... <laughs> I must say that uh, currently, as of 2020, we are focusing mainly on the um, online um, way of working. And uh, we were working in the past with the press. Uh, we were present uh, um, uh, very strongly in this area. Uh, however, we started to swap. And in 2020, we took a very fast journey, a very fast train to the digital world, um, not only from the perspective of uh, promoting our business, promoting our products, but also the way that we are working with the events, with the trainings, uh, the happenings that we thought that are not, they are not uh, replaceable. Uh, let's imagine the Christmas party, <laughs> where of course everything is about the excitement, person-to-person uh, -person, yeah. um, um, relationship. Uh, we were able to change into the fully digital happening. So um, step by step, uh, we realized that, that this is the direction. And our strategy is to put the biggest attention to the digital uh, area. Um, and here the question is how we split the channels. So uh, for us, still Facebook from the revenue perspective is the biggest. That's the channel that is bringing the, the highest income. However, uh, we are very strongly working uh, also with Instagram from the branding perspective, reaching new people um, in order to bring uh, more awareness uh, to the brand. And TikTok is for us, um, I think that the fastest growing channel and the biggest future. So also from the strategic point of view and uh, bigger picture, how we as a company want to grow, um, how we want to develop the business, uh, where the end consumer will go, what will be our target group. So it's all related with those factors. So where we want to be, what kind of uh, product we have in our hands in this moment uh, to promote, uh, and of course, budget, uh, all of those areas needs too much. And uh, at this moment, uh, online is the best solution from, for us, um, combining the widest reach, uh, the highest return of investment, and uh, being also reachable from uh, the budget perspective. Mm -hmm. um, is there a fear for um, for TikTok since it's somewhat of a new channel, even though, as you said, it's the fastest growing, even though it's a new channel, is there a fear of uh, simply providing awareness that it just provides awareness? Or are you right now also looking at from a financial point of view, revenue point of view, it does drive 
significant business or uh, relevant business? We hope that it will start. Uh, right now we are focusing on the awareness, but it's not without the reason. Uh, we would definitely start the sales campaigns uh, on TikTok. Uh, however, we are missing uh, the technical part uh, that uh, we cannot develop on the local market level. We need to wait for the solution from the global perspective. If not that, I must admit that we would definitely already start also the sales campaigns. Uh, for now, it's the uh, it's the reach, uh, it's the visibility of the brand, uh, it's reaching new generation. But when I'm thinking about the young generation, I think that it's also important to mention because for uh, many people, TikTok is a um, channel for the youngsters and yep. the um, uh, teenagers, which is completely not true. It's a, it's a channel that is dedicated for the most powerful target group from 25 to 35 years old. And uh, right now, if I'm not mistaken, it's around 20% of, of the contribution in Romania uh, of the users using uh, TikTok, which is fantastic opportunity. Instagram is 30% in this uh, age group. So I believe that in a few years from now, um, that there will be a huge uh, swap uh, and... Uh, TikTok will become the number one when it comes to all of the activities. And uh, I'm excited. I'm using TikTok. I'm, uh, I'm the viewer of TikTok. I'm not the active person adding my own materials on TikTok. However, I must say that uh, this is a source of the information as well. Mm, and uh, it's a fantastic direction. It's a fantastic uh, channel where we don't only base on the entertainment, but we also get a lot of information from Mm -hmm. It's, let's say, not surprising to hear what you're mentioning, surprising to, to, to hear you say that is, it will be number one, it's mm -hmm. in, at least in your point of view. Um, is it also a matter, because we were um, talking internally around, uh, as you mentioned, this element of uh, new generations. And uh, I think at the moment, at least from my point of view, Facebook is seen as like our parents' social yes. network. If the parents are there, we need to get out. Yes. Instagram is somewhat in the middle. And then th there's this TikTok that everybody keeps talking about. Yes. And then Twitter is somewhat up in the air at the moment, at least for uh, for us in Romania. Um, is it is it simply because of this, let's say, not, not replacing, but replenishing that element of, of new generations like our newer people learning about Oriflame, essentially. Is that yes. kind of the point? Yes. Uh, you know, the thing is that uh, our direction for the future is to rejuvenate our end consumer. And that's why I'm uh, uh, focusing so much on uh, on this uh, area. And TikTok uh, is for me so important because uh, I found it the best uh, channel for the rejuvenation. And um, mentioning about the Facebook, um, I totally agree. It's a, a little bit old fashioned uh, channel. Um, of course, we need to have a big respect uh, to this channel. Um, also because uh, of uh, our current target group and our current customer. Uh, and for Oriflame, the um, age group uh, is not around 28 years old. It's around 36 years old uh, customer. 40 years old customer. So Facebook is a very good solution to reach uh, them out. Mm, and of course, bring really good uh, results uh, when it comes to the return of the investment. Uh, so we will definitely not forget about the Facebook. It's too early, it's too fast. Uh, we need to do step-by-step step, uh, swap and incorporation of the new channels into the strategy. And uh, as mentioned, 
actually, of course, we have one budget, <laughs> but we need to think wisely how to split the activities and how to balance between the sales and the reach, meaning visibility. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. um, are there, uh, let's not say, let's not talk about specific numbers, but are you looking at things like, um, as you mentioned, the, the maybe the 36 to 40 year olds are purchase, are, have a specific purchase behavior. Maybe they purchase products, let's say once a month or something like that. Whereas younger generations have a, like increased purchase behavior. Um, Is that a thing? Actually, um, it depends uh, from the industry to industry, I believe. Uh, I may say from my perspective, uh, what I'm observing in Oriflame, uh, the <laughs> tendency is opposite. Uh, and uh, it's not be without the reason. We are not, we are a direct selling company, uh, which means that uh, our brand partners, people who are oriented on creating business with us, uh, becoming uh, their own boss, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, um, in the past started uh, started some time uh, ago and we have a big group of people around 35 40 years old uh, so um, they are very stable they are very very loyal uh, from the purchase perspective because they simply love our products they know that we are standing for the highest quality they simply know that they can trust us but at the same time that's the group that is building their own business with us so they are recommending our products to their friends they are recommending our products to their families and of course their final basket is bigger and when it comes to the young generation this is uh, also a part of the marketing we are approaching young generation very um, uh, um, actively uh, we want them to see us we want them to enter our website to scroll through the products and of course to make them interested excited and uh, to make them place the first order to try our product. Um, however, they are uh, selecting also the products that are not related with the highest loyalty. When we think about the young customer, they will focus on the makeup products mainly. Makeup products is very much related with the trends, with the shades. Uh, you love it, you hate it. One day uh, you go with this brand, another day you go with another brand. So uh, young generation is not that loyal in terms of the customer. However, they are a great group to create the um, trust for others because they are very open to recommend the product. If they love it, they share it on Instagram, they share it on their social channels. They, um, they are not scared uh, of digitalization. Uh, elder group uh, will focus more on the skincare products, uh, products that you use long term. And of course, if you feel used, you feel you feel um, uh, that the product is delivering what you are expecting, you will continue this purchase. So when it comes to the purchase uh, uh, perspective uh, for us, it's a little bit opposite. Actually, the age, uh, the elder age group is more active, more loyal, and they are having uh, much more purchases as during the year. And the younger generation is more focused on the trends, on the fun, uh, on exploring the um, beauty with us. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, I, I was reminded of, about something that is um, kind of at the core of, of what we do at Flame Enjoy, which is trust drives growth. And it feels like um, you're in the, the same sentiment, uh, going and talking with these, communicating with these newer generations, it's less initially about making that initial purchase, mm -hmm. but rather 
okay, we're here. Look at what mm -hmm. we're able to provide. If you're with us, we, you could be with us for the long run. And obviously mm -hmm. everybody benefits mm -hmm. uh, from that. But that first step is this uh, element of trust. Um, how are you um, translating this trust and authenticity in terms of mm, the way you communicate? Because it's um, omnichannel world. It's, mm -hmm. I would assume, challenging to have maybe not the same message, but they Consistent. fully constructed yes good message across mediums yes um, of course we are a global company so and uh, it's um, it's great from this perspective that we stick to the brand image we know for what we stand uh, we don't communicate uh, meaning our communication always needs to stand for the trustability for the fact that we are from sweden products that we deliver uh, are uh, tested um, so we do our best in order to communicate uh, the same message, no matter which channel is that. Uh, we are focusing very strongly on sustainability, uh, and it doesn't matter if uh, it's uh, uh, if it's an article, it's a uh, post on our channel, if it's a uh, um, small material on TikTok. But at the same time, we try to brief uh, also influencers with uh, whom we are working with to convey this message and of course uh, whenever we um, do that not as a brand the outcome can be different which mm -hmm. is i think very beautiful as well mm -hmm. because each person perceives the brand products uh, they are trying in a different way and uh, from the brand perspective we communicate in uh, we have 360 approach uh, of the same color communication, branding, the same tone of voice, etc. However, then the brand starts to become a real uh, <laughs> touchable when it comes uh, as a product to people's hands. Uh, and I believe that this is the beauty of uh, going further with the user-generated content and influencers marketing. Mm -hmm. it, it is um, quite, um, we were talking with, with a few brands lately and it is quite a um startling change you have mm -hmm. to be a little bit crazy a little bit courageous to invest in user-generated content when and what the whole area influencer market because sometimes you can't you can't fully control the message or the way that it's transmitted but at the same yeah. time i think that's kind of a two-edged sword where the the good side is as you mentioned earlier is that if if the younger generation or um uh, influencer specifically they enjoy the products they will share it on their own organically and spread it to their followers and yes. this is yes definitely and as you mentioned there is some risk uh but those who doesn't take risk don't uh, drink champagne as well <laughs> uh, and maybe it sounds funny but uh, i believe that we need to be open uh, for the um, people's opinion uh, and as a brand oriflame uh, was born 55 years ago and from us for from the very beginning the business model the way that we were working was based very strongly on the recommendation but at that time, 55 years ago, it was recommendation from person to person. That was the driver of the business uh, through our brand partners, people who tried the product, people who wanted to create the business with us. They were promoting products because they tried them. They, uh, they believed uh, in them. And from the very beginning, were creating user-generated content, but offline. And right now, I must say that for us, uh, uh, the new strategy is the old strategy, but move to the different channels. 
and uh, I'm not scared of it. I think that uh, um, this is the beauty and we need to keep people open to speak about the products. Don't be afraid of that because if you deliver good product, if you deliver the product that you can trust in, you don't need to be worried what they will say. And um, from a brand perspective, Oriflame decided to have the open 30 days guarantee for, for the customers. For everyone who buys the products, we have 30 days um, that you can return it if you don't like it. No matter if you open, you try it, you can return it. If you feel that this product is not good or we don't deliver our promise, you have a chance to give it back. And... Um, if we decided to do that, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel scared that um, uh, through working with the influencers, it can go opposite us uh, because I really trust in our products. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, the old strategy is the new strategy, or the new strategy is the old strategy. Whereas some people would say, "Oh, there's this influencer marketing is just something. Maybe it's a trend. Maybe mm -hmm. it's or it's parallel to what we're doing, but the basis is always like organic or ads or PR and stuff like that." But as you put it, it's more along the lines of this is how the company grew. Mm -hmm. This is what the future will be like. And it's it's simply a continuation of what's already been done, but in, yes. like in the digital space. Exactly. So it's a way of adapting to the new environment and the new channels. It's not changing completely the strategy. Recommendation is a core, it's a DNA of our company. And now it's simply moved to the online to the social media and that's it mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, you know i think that it's also worth to mention that uh, reviews um, comments uh, not only the user generated comment uh, content but also the true review about the product it's also one of the ways of uh, promoting the product of creating the brand because right now we have so many products on the market that it's not easy to select between 50 of them. If I see 50 lipsticks, one of them is uh, at 15 RON, another is on 150 RON. Um, how to select? Uh, and of course, customers are driven by the emotions, but big portion of them, if they are selecting products that uh, they apply on themselves and they know that it can hurt them or they can really benefit out of it, they are reading, uh, reading reviews. And I think that this is another direction where... Um, marketing uh, where product development, uh, product communication should go, to be open on the reviews on the websites, to give this chance to the customers to leave their note and not to delete them, but to really accept the feedback mm -hmm. from the uh, from the customer. Because this is uh, the basic tool. If uh, I, as a customer, look for the product that uh, will help me to strengthen the nails or uh, improve my immune system, I'm definitely looking at the reviews first. And I am Polish. I know that in Poland, we are very <laughs> deep into the <laughs> details and we love all of the reviews, comparisons. This is the market that is a hero when it comes to this uh, area. But in Romania, I'm sure that people are also very curious and they really, really read the reviews. And we see the growing interest as well in this area on our site. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what uh, I wanted to ask you about next. Uh, you mentioned that Poland, highest, what would you call it, selling biggest e-com market for Oriflame, right? Yes, it's the biggest uh, market in uh, Europe mm -hmm. right now. Romania is the second biggest, uh, so we are catching up. Yeah. Uh, and of course, um, I wish all of the markets the best, but being here, of course, I want us to grow as much as possible. Are you seeing any specific things you talked about, this element of... Um, uh, Obviously, emotional buying is something that's real, but at the same time, are you seeing this trend of, 
well, customers are becoming a bit more picky or they're starting to do their homework. Maybe it's combined with this element that mm -hmm. you talked about that it's literally, that there's, there's a lot of products out there. How do you differentiate? Actually, the customers started to be more aware and more educated. In the past, uh, we were trusting what the company was um, communicating to us. Right now, we know that um, there is a marketing standing behind the product and uh, transparency is very important. Uh, reviews are exactly helping them. So uh, I believe that uh, um, for the products that are a little bit more expensive, customers started to do real uh, study and research before they purchase. Uh, I don't think that it happens when it comes to the uh, lower value products. I think that still makeup will be a very much uh, uh, emotion driven um, category. But when it comes to the skincare, to the well being products, wellness products, uh, vitamins, uh, I think that here are um, essential oils. Uh, here we are more. Um, aware we want to get the best we don't want to harm ourselves we don't want to harm our kids and we do the deep study before we really apply or use uh, those products uh, and at the same time uh, here we are uh, reflecting to the more educated uh, um, area of the customer that wants for themselves the best and uh, started to put the quality over the price uh, and I think that in all of the markets, uh, that's what is uh, happening. Of course, current situation on the market shows uh, once looking at the trends that price still starts to be uh, catching up and started to be more and more important. However, when it comes to the categories of products, uh, which we use every day, we still trust on the quality. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, uh, now mentioning, sorry for interrupting, uh, I was uh, reading recently the study, what is the main driver when it comes to the purchase. It was a study from Poland uh, and the study one was done one year ago in October. And at that time, uh, customers, it, there were like a two areas uh, to compare. Uh, is it important that product, I will run a little bit from the topic, but it was interesting when it comes to the pricing uh, and also how the future will look like. If um, it's important that the product was done produced in Poland or the price, what is the more important for you as the mm -hmm. customer? And last year, it was strongly visible that the fact the product that was uh, produced in Poland was the number one uh, decision maker. Right now, since, uh, of course, the inflation in Poland is almost 20%, uh, customers started to react a little bit differently. And the fact that product was created, produced in Poland, went into the second level. So price took over the place. And we will need to see and observe how the market in Romania will also behave. Uh, for me, that was a bit uh, scary, interesting. Uh, from other hand, obvious, uh, of course, the payments didn't go as much as the, um, uh, the inflation uh, jumped. So uh, yes, we have some changes in the market as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting study. It seems like it's not just a matter of, as we talked so far about, personalizing, uh, let's say, content per channel, mm -hmm. but also per um, audience, but then taking into account seasonality, but then mm -hmm. taking into account the uh, whole uh, global situation. So it's, it's a lot of things that happening. you need to constantly have on your mind, I would assume that it's, mm -hmm. how do you look at the 
types of channels that are, let's say, uh, the way the way TikTok was. Oh, we we mm -hmm. see this growing. We should definitely invest. Mm -hmm. um, are there um, um, like reports coming in, or are you just like simply scrolling? Like, what are people talking about? Where is the like, the wave? Where is the yeah. next wave of like social media or attention going? Um, actually, we don't have uh, a specific specific reporting for the trends, but we are having eyes wide open and uh, we are um, looking for the trends, uh, searching for the articles, uh, discussing with the experts in the area in order to predict where to go for the next year. And uh, being uh, working in such a big company, of course, uh, we need to think long term. And uh, right now we are already closing the strategy strategy for the next year. But when it comes to the, mm, the full strategy, we have a much longer plan. And then the day comes, the reality changes. And of course, you need to have a possibility to readapt. And I must admit that in the situation when the industry is changing completely, we need to adapt, readapt very fast. And then the strategy that we have for the full year very often is getting redone, scratched and readapted in order to maximize the potential of today. Uh, but indeed, we simply uh, do the study. We actually search a lot of the TikTok as well on the trends, what the um, experts from other countries are saying, uh, where the industry is going. Uh, so we are very, very open. We also uh, discuss with our colleagues from other countries, uh, see what are the trends in uh, other markets, what is the communication channel. And as uh, one of the facts uh, that we started also to think about uh, is the telegram, how big it will be in Romania right now. WhatsApp is the leading platform, but is there a chance that Telegram would take over like in many markets uh, has happened? So we try to uh, be very, very um, curious in this area uh, and try the new things. And if we see that uh, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, we drop and we start uh, something new. So we are not scared of trying. This is um, this is the common fact. And uh, I think that this is the, the way that we should um, also act. We should try, we should learn, we should uh, be very curious uh, those days. Mm -hmm. I like the, the how you phrased it, to maximize the potential of, of Mm -hmm. today um uh, a little kind of uh, tangent here but uh, close to the idea of um having to adapt to situations whereas before um there was that need but perhaps it wasn't as underlined as it is uh nowadays the um, element of 2020 mm -hmm. um how how was that planning you were 2019 uh, Maybe yes. there were some rumors we're playing 2020 and then everything, everything collapsed. Yeah. Um, have, I must say that for me, it was one of the hardest uh, years in my life. Uh, uh, very challenging. Uh, personally, that was the first moment when I moved to Romania. I moved in January and the pandemic has started in March. So um, actually, of course, just before I moved to Romania, I already started to work on the strategy. I started to learn the market. I started to think how we should work with the team. And we were already after the preparation of the full strategy for 2020, uh, getting now the team uh, responsibilities, uh, how to create the trust between each other. And uh, end of March, uh, we were locked down. Um, and uh, that was a really speedy, 
school, uh, how to readapt to the new environment. Um, and we changed the strategies. Uh, we, um, Our business is very much uh, oriented on the brand partners, which work very hard through the year to receive uh, from us rewards, uh, which are international um, trips, uh, traveling around the world, uh, traveling like, for example, next year in January, February, we will be in LA with our brand partners. Uh, we just uh, came back from Dubai and traveling is one of the drivers for the business. And imagine 2020, uh, all of the brand partners are expecting that they are going soon for the trip. You know, this is the time uh, where I will get rewarded. And we need to announce to thousands of people around the world that they cannot travel. We need to cancel uh, uh, the conference that has been planned. That uh, was a huge cost. We are not able to meet anymore. And the live meetings were the driver for the business. Um, our business model has changed completely. It was upside down. It, so that was the time when we were working day and night in order to make sure uh, that we will be able to support our brand partners, that we will be able to give them the tools, that we will be able to teach them as soon as possible how to become digital from uh, the way of their, uh, they are working, to move to Zoom, uh, uh, working on WhatsApp, uh, to be sure that they will continue working, that they will not lose their businesses, which are the key driver. That's the main uh, area they have in, uh, they uh, are uh, having income from. But at the same time, to make sure that they will stop being scared of being uh, visible in social media. And I believe uh, that um, COVID, of course, uh, it was a terrible time, but from the development perspective, we would never be where we are without such a dramatic situation. I think it would take us 10 years from uh, 2020 to get where we are. And uh, right now I'm very proud because uh, our brand partners are really very active in social media. They are organizing meetings, they are organizing lives, they are sharing their experience with the products, uh, they are sharing how they do the business, which uh, was not that easy for them in 2020. It was overwhelming not only for us, but also for them. So 2020, uh, the strategy that we have created was redone completely. We moved completely to the uh, uh, online environment. We cancelled all of the PR events. Uh, uh, we we focused uh, on the social media. Uh, of course, SEO. Uh, we started to work with Google Ads uh, more actively uh, in order to bring more and more users that will be eager to try our products. But at the same time, we started to develop more and more materials also locally to support brand partners, to deliver them the uh, good quality uh, pictures, to deliver to them good quality videos, uh, to organize the makeup sessions online with uh, the makeup artists. So a lot of, a lot of happenings um, during this time. And we managed. We, uh, I think that uh, it was a big success from our side. We started the weight loss groups. Uh, we started to do the online trainings. We launched uh, last year the meal replacement product that is helping people to lose weight. So 
everything is happening, started to happen online and now slowly coming back offline, which is also a challenge because, you know, <laughs> now moving from the online to offline, it started to be also a question mark how to get back, how to do it, how to balance uh, if uh, at some point we will also not get back to the status that we were two years ago. Um, but uh, we are managing. Uh, it's a very dynamic <laughs> environment. Mm -hmm. I completely understand uh, what you're saying around how it's it's not necessarily something that you wouldn't have done this like let's say digital transformation mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a, it's hard to punctuate it or accentuate it in in a situation where it's not necessarily needed whereas where you're trust into the situation yes. where it's like this is this is the context you can't travel there's there's no one going outside fingers in lockdown you we need to change right now or there won't be a tomorrow essentially yes you know, the thing is that in the very beginning, we all thought that in three weeks from now or six weeks from now, everything will be fine. And uh, I till today remember with a friend of mine, uh, we are having fun because we were organizing a PR event, uh, which was uh, supposed to take place in the Swedish embassy. And uh, three days before the event, uh, the lockdown has started. And I was calling her saying, you know, um, I hope that in six weeks from now, we will be able to organize it. Probably one, two weeks of this craziness, another three weeks uh, that people will start to get back to the normal reality and trust to each other. And after that, we can come back and organize this event. Probably two months from now, we will be there. The event uh, uh, didn't happen <laughs> till today. Uh, so I think that initially we were all hoping that it's a um, temporary. However, uh, as a company, we started to act immediately. We couldn't, um, you know, for us, the dynamic is very fast. Uh, we are having campaigns each, every three weeks, we are having new campaign. So um, every three weeks we have either winning situation or losing situation. Mm, so we cannot wait and think, okay, let's hope that in two weeks from now, the sales will come back like this because uh, it's very easy to lose the momentum when we are um, performing very well and uh, go down with the number of the um, customers and active uh, brand partners and very hard to put, pull it back. So we started immediately, we moved everything to the Zoom meetings. Uh, we started to work, work with the uh, branded backgrounds, uh, uh, creating the frames on Facebook to have to bring people some fun. Uh, we started to um, create the do-it-yourself uh, videos, uh, how to take care about yourself at home. Uh, we started to work much more with the personal and hair care products, which were the booming uh, at that time. So. From the communication perspective, we swapped very quickly. And also from the product offering, we came uh, with the new uh, solutions as well. But um, indeed, we, we uh, from the beginning, we took as our action plan, uh, we need to adapt now. We don't look what is happening around. Uh, it is what it is. And uh, we just need to find a way to make maximum out of it. Mm -hmm. There's there's definitely, again, uh, maybe I'm not the, the core target audience, but I, I'm seeing uh, uh, there's a lot more visibility of, of the brand and I feel like it's uh, essentially stronger than ever. And uh, I wanted to go into kind of this um, uh, last part of our talk, which is uh, all about the tactics. Um, what are you noticing um, at the moment uh, are the things that, uh, let's say, 
we need the more the more customers or uh, that have always been doing well, such as maybe contests or in-person events. What are the specific things that you are doing and say, oh, we should, this is always a part of our mm -hmm. uh, launch campaign for a product, mm -hmm. let's say. Well, um, when it comes to the product part, um, I must say that um, it's very important for us to create the stages of the launch and to cover the moment before the launch, during the launch and post the launch, uh, which is not easy because we have uh, more than 300 products launched every year and uh, there's a lot of uh, things happening uh, every three weeks. But uh, indeed, um, as an ongoing uh, process that we don't resign at all of this year, uh, it's the collaboration with the influencers. And uh, actually, we swapped uh, a bit uh, of the strategy. We are right now in the testing part. Um, we started uh, to work more with the micro and nano influencers. Um, of course, the core are still bigger influencers that are having a higher coverage and uh, bring the um, um, higher perception of the brand. Uh, however, um, from the ongoing element of the campaign that we are not taking away, are the influencers. Uh, we also focus very much on the Facebook. As mentioned before, this is our core area where we want to make sure that we deliver the revenue and the registrations as well. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, it's all about um, finding the best way of working with the channel that uh, you are already present. Uh, for Facebook, um, we completely changed the strategy already. Also this year, we started to work with the more optimized campaigns that are working for the long term rather than the ad hoc quick uh, actions that uh, were much more costly. Um, from our perspective, uh, we're making sense because we're focusing very strong on the offering, but at the same time, from the brand perspective, not necessary because actually price shouldn't be the thing that is selling the product. Uh, that should be the last thing, because if you know that the product is good, you love it, you like how it's presented, you will pay uh, the price. So I think that this is the biggest change. Um, so I would say still um, influencers and uh, Facebook are the core of our activities. Um, Yes, mm -hmm. um, we're seeing large shifts uh, for brands, and I'm uh, and uh, I'm sure you're seeing the same thing. Where just um, presenting the simple product is, mm -hmm. let's say, no longer enough or not as effective as it used to be. And there's this element of product context, providing elements of how is this product used, mm -hmm. what are the reviews, what are people talking about it. Um, how would you um, look at the, let's say, the next six months, the next twelve months in terms of your influencer marketing strategy? Is it um, doubling down on what you're already doing? Is it replacing certain tactics with user-generated content or mm -hmm. how are you looking at these elements? Uh, well, uh, we are working very closely with uh, the agency and we relied on uh, their recommendations. Uh, however, I see that for the next year, we will definitely increase the budget for the influencers. Uh, we will focus strongly on, uh, on uh, the activities uh, with them. And at the same time, we would like to boost those activities and to use them as uh, advertisers. So uh, for us, uh, it's important to also not just to generate the content, content by the influencers, but also to make sure that more people will see it. So if we will work with the uh, micro influencer, 
and the content we will find good enough, uh, high quality, uh, trustable, uh, we would like to also boost this content uh, further. Um, so to increase uh, the visibility of the influencer and at the same time to make sure that uh, that we will be visible as well. Mm -hmm. And then you're mentioning this element of not just uh, work, working with uh, influencers, but rather uh, how do you um, push that content further? So how, how is it uh, working at the moment? You have, let's say you collaborate with a few influencers, they provide some content either directly or they publish it mm -hmm. on their accounts. Yes. What happens next? After that, we follow up and uh, we also uh, post this content on our um, channels. So this is the natural next step. Uh, for us, it's important still that influencer will post on uh, their channel uh, the content and will tag us. However, we uh, as a next step, uh, we repost the content on Instagram and on TikTok. If it's a video content as well, we are reposting the content uh, on our um, stories. So this is a natural uh, element. But till now, the difference actually is that we were not boosting uh, this content so much. And as you're mentioning, it's uh, a matter of boosting that content from, from influencers. Uh, what have you noticed? Is it is it just a matter of reaching the, uh, uh, a wider audience or is it um, replacing some of the elements or why are you looking to push that user-generated content further? Yes, we would definitely like to reach more people uh, through this content. Um, first of all, um, of course, if the content is good, uh, it's great for our uh, own channel. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's a great opportunity to make it uh, stronger, make it visible for more people. And it's visible that uh, this content is going very well, much better than the product uh, content unless the product product content is related with the formulas, testing, um, hearing how the formula is behaving on the skin and cracking and so on. So um, I think that uh, right now the direction is to work as much as possible with the experience and uh, um, definitely we would like to extend the visibility of the our influencers content or our brand partners content, because actually I'm saying about the influencers, but it's not necessarily um, only the influencer. We have a great group of uh, brand partners that are sharing their uh, experience with the products uh, and we repost their materials as well. Of course, we are very proud of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so it feels like what you're saying is there's a place for each type of content. And then uh, no, uh, in terms of looking at the content quality, how are you actually uh, judging it. Is it, are there specific KPIs or mm -hmm. is it just, oh, I, I like this piece of content, we'd like to boost it. What are you looking in terms of um, It's important for us uh, that the content will also match our brand. Uh, um, we don't go very edgy. Uh, of course, we want to keep our brand clean. Uh, so this is important uh, from the influencer's perspective selection as well. Um, and we, uh, we are selecting the content that is pleasant for the eye, content that gives also the information, uh, shows uh, how to use the product uh, as well. Mm, but at the same time, I need to admit that it's very important that the light is uh, good, that uh, the person who is seeing this material on our channel feels that uh, it looks good as well, uh, of course. So uh, we we are not pushing uh, or reposting maybe content that is not that high quality. 
because it also stands for our image. Then we make it go organically through the channels of the influencers. But uh, of course, we cannot repost also everything. So we are pretty selective uh, in terms of that. So it's very important to show the product in usage, to share the real experience, uh, to make sure that the light is good, that uh, that the viewer will get a maximum out of, uh, of this uh, material. And personally, I very much like the materials that are focusing on the benefits but this is because of the way I'm also searching the products I like simple short materials that are giving me the maximum of knowledge because nowadays we don't have time to wait for too long to to get to the to the information after 60 seconds usually we are bored after five Mm -hmm. is it a specific thing that uh, that you've noticed whether it's Poland whether it's Romania where um, it's not just content or Instagram reels that have become shorter, but also our attention spans. So is it is it the 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 content has the content adapted for the mediums or the mediums for the content? Um, I think that uh, we we learned uh, to behave differently because we are exposed to so many uh, attractors and uh, happenings around. And I believe that the it's a combination, actually. Uh, however, uh, I believe that the channels are smart enough uh, to follow the future behavior of the customer. But uh, this is my perception. Um, I think that we are anyways not able to, to focus on one thing. We usually have a phone in the hand, a laptop open. Uh, uh, we are answering on the messages on WhatsApp, uh, speaking to someone and... Uh, Mm, I'm not sure if it's good for us, but that's uh, how it is. And I think that the future will be even more crazy. So um, I uh, I am not the biggest fan of the very long materials. I think that uh, it should be very dense and uh, combined. And it's not only about the social media. It's also about the trainings uh, that we are uh, working with. Uh, I think that we need to respect the time uh, of the customer. Um and just take it for granted that behavior is changing. Dot. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then um, going deeper into this element of um, influencer marketing, um, how are you looking at uh, the mix between, let's say, awareness-focused campaigns and purchase-focused campaigns, and then on the other side, ads versus user-generated content? Mm -hmm. So maybe I will start from the awareness versus uh, revenue in focus <laughs> campaigns. Uh, I must say that this year was a big eye-opener for, for me, for us uh, locally, because um, in the last years, uh, last two years, we were very much focusing on the sales. And that was one of the, actually, registrations. That's our main KPI because of the specific of the business. But uh, sales was the main area that we really were focused on because everyone was fighting to get as much of sales as possible in the very challenging time. And of course, the budgets uh, started to shrink. So um, we find the way that is the most um, uh, efficient to deliver the results. But uh, I must say that this year we were brave enough and uh, we decided that uh, this is enough. We need to start to work on the awareness and on the rich campaign. We created the brand campaign that started in March and finished in um, June. So four months of intense communication. Uh, we focused on the beauty talks, beauty unites. Um, so the communication that is in our DNA, uh, very beautiful theme, uh, saying that women around the world, no matter uh, where they are, who, what they do, what they are interested in, uh, what generation they are, 
beauty mm, and the talks about beauty are always making pleasure and testing the beauty and products is always uh, fun. And under this theme, uh, we covered... Uh, uh, we covered uh, all our, yes, we, we were having the social media ads, we were having Google ads, we work with the influencers, um, we incorporated communication internally into our brand partners. Uh, we also uh, incorporated the thing under the event. So we um, really um, focus very strongly on this communication. However, our objective this time of this campaign was not sales. It was rich. And during this period of time, we uh, we had uh, reached uh, 10, more than 10 million uh, unique users that saw our advertise more than three times. So it was a great result. But this the thing is that uh, doing this kind of campaign, you need to be once again a bit brave and a bit crazy from time to time because uh, the results are not coming uh, straight away. They are coming uh, in the long term. Um, and in the beginning, uh, in March, we were thinking, okay, we don't see such an uplift in sales. Yes, of course, you don't see the uplift in sales because it's not a sales campaign. However, in the upcoming months, we saw the huge number of the new registrations. And this year, we grew the registrations, online registrations, uh, more than 50%, which shows us that... Indeed, sales, it's uh, very important. We need to focus on it. However, from time to time, we need to remember that uh, there needs to be some balance. And right now, we also work on the rich campaigns that are ongoing uh, just to make sure that we are uh, definitely reaching new people and uh, we are not focusing only um, in the sales uh, sales um, part. So... Uh, Yes, indeed, in the past we were focusing mainly on registrations, mainly on sales, but this year was a big uh, shock for us and uh, eye-opener um, with a very successful uh, campaign. So from this perspective, I must say, next year we have a budget planned for the brand and for the sales campaigns. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned, you asked also about the influencers. Yes, how we work with the influencers and ads uh, mix, yeah, how, right? Yeah, how do you see the, like maybe the percentages or the mm -hmm. mix between the two? Uh, it's still visible that the ads are taking a bigger space uh, of advertising. And I would say that, uh, but still, <laughs> that's the two core areas that we spent uh, our budgets for. And I would say that... Um, uh, Ads will be still around 50% and influencers will be 30, 25. Uh, so um, I think it will be around, influencers still will be around half of the of the budget. Um, but we need to remember that also in the budget, uh, we have the boost of the influencers activities planned. So um, it's a combination uh, and support. I think that whatever we do right now, it needs to have the follow up, meaning we shouldn't do one hoc uh, ad hoc things. We should think rather how the communication sh uh, should float and go further uh, on the market. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about uh, the next year and I wanted to get your take on, let's say, three key focus areas or tactics for 2023 for mm -hmm. Romania? Hmm. Well, for us, uh, the vanity area that we will focus very strongly on is rejuvenation. Uh, we want to focus on the younger generation and bringing uh, younger generation to our sales force and our customers. Um, and uh, TikTok uh, will be in the core of this uh, activity. Mm, 
I believe that recommendations uh, should be a second uh, point uh, to continue and to boost it uh, even uh, more next year. Um, and I will uh, continue with the reach that uh, will become also a key area to focus on for the next year. And uh, when thinking about the reach, uh, definitely it's about the advertising, but also partnerships with other brands. Uh, I hope that we will be able to open more door and collaborate with other companies. I think that this is a great opportunity for all of us uh, and especially having in mind the time. Um, I think that the companies should simply support each other, you know, and uh, complement uh, each other. I uh, truly believe that we have a great opportunity here from from beauty company perspective, uh, we've got a great tool in our hands. We've got uh, opportunity to propose the beauty days, skincare testing for the employees, uh, uh, organizing the events uh, together and increasing the knowledge about the beauty and health wider. So I hope that uh, we will extend this this area and we will work uh, closer with other, with other companies as well. Mm -hmm. It's a very refreshing point of view that I've, I've not heard uh, mm -hmm. until now. Now, whereas I think most brands, as you mentioned earlier, would perhaps would be more focused on getting more of that like digital real estate, mm -hmm. whereas you were talking about, hey, we need to collaborate. These are trying yes. times for all of us. So it's it's nice to, that you wrap things mm -hmm. up like this. Um, I just have this last set of questions, whereas previously uh, I've provided you with uh, at least some of these questions, the base questions for you. These questions coming up now, you've never seen, you've never heard before. It's something that we call the quick fire round and it's Please simple. Shoot. The first one is a fill in the blanks question. And the first one is the internet was made for what purpose? Ah, I believe for the search. Okay. Um, and making our lives easier. I, I must say that I cannot imagine how in the past uh, people were able to find the location without uh, internet and how to they were able to drive from Romania to Greece and find the water there, you know? I, I must say that, uh, yeah, internet help us to find the places and, <laughs> and made our lives uh, much easier. Um, if you had to choose one of these two mega influencers or micro influencers? Mm, in the past, I would say mega, but uh, actually, I must say that now I'm very mm, big fan of the micro influencers. Mm, I think that what they are doing uh, um, is amazing and they are still entering the market. They are very creative. They put more attention into the product. Uh, and um, brand as itself is not perceived uh, as uh, pushed. So I must say that I, I'm changing my mind during the time and I would vote for the micro. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram or TikTok? TikTok. There's no, <laughs> no, not even a glimpse of... No, it's, no. It's, it's, it's TikTok. Okay. Uh, desktop commerce versus mobile commerce. Mobile. And the last one, uh, brand-owned content versus uh, user-generated content. User-generated. Again, no question. No question. It's, it's as simple as of that. Of course, you know, uh, we cannot uh, escape from the branded content. <clears throat> it's very necessary because uh, that's how we present the product. That's how we show um, the product. And it's very, very needed. Uh, however, product in life, in usage, it's much more powerful. You know, if I'm thinking about this lipstick, 
this is just the packaging if we show it on the visual on the um, uh, picture but when you start to apply this lipstick you try the shade you make the um, uh, test how is the coverage you you get the experience and you know do i like the smell yes i do do i like the shade yes do i like the coverage yes so you get 360 answer do i want to get this product or not so for me user generated it's uh, definitely much better i think it's a, it's a, it's a great point to wrap things up here um thank you so much for taking the time to being on our podcast thank you so much it was a real pleasure <laughs> uh we hope to have you soon uh, back again because it feels like we've just scratched the surface on the things that uh, you personally are doing and then the uh, company is is doing and building and launching and thriving in these troubling times. Yes, definitely. And I hope that nothing will change and we will not need to redo it again. Let's hope that the stability comes and we will be able to fulfill the strategies that we created for 2023. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you.